0: Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator,
1: and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez.
2: Hi, welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. My guest today is Bryant Reuter, who's the general manager of Showbright Technologies in Illinois. Is that correct, Brian? Yes. Eureka okay. Illinois. Unique, Eureka. Where is Eureka? I have no idea what that is.
0: About in the middle of the state, okay, of Illinois. So everybody thinks Illinois is Chicago, but there's there's other places other than Chicago in Illinois. There is,
2: there absolutely yeah. is. Thank goodness for that.
0: Um, <laughs> exactly. For those
2: of us who've been there many times, but um yeah, so um I'm going to give let Brian give a little bit of history. He's got a long, distinguished career in the car wash industry. You want to give us a little bit about your background,
0: Brian? Um, I can. Yes, um I've been in uh, um, in the car wash business since 1978. The uh, we actually started building our own self service with in bay automatic car washes, and they had uh, spot free water almost day one, which was very exciting. And as we kept building the car washes, I always call it it was the snow belt from Illinois to Florida. Uh, the okay, the original owner was a retired gentleman, and he met a lot, knew a lot of people. And as they saw what he was building, they wanted to do the same thing in car washes and stuff. So I just said, wherever he stopped, he met people and he would help people build car washes and stuff. So we were involved with 25 of them uh, in the late 70s, early 80s. And from there, the the first owner, just he's getting ready to retire. The second time, he was in his 80s and he sold it to another business partner of his. So I went to work for him. That gentleman sold in uh, 2008. And that's when I became uh, one of the owners along with another uh, gentleman. And here we are today.
2: That's great. Yeah, you've seen a lot of changes in the industry probably in the last 30, 35, 40 years.
0: Yes, we have. It's kind of exciting. Um, yeah. You know, the, our plan has always been, I'm going to jump a little bit, but we've always put some kind of reclaim tanks in our grounds at our self-service car washes thinking someday we would reclaim, not knowing what or how. Uh, but we always have used, uh, like I said, the spot-free water from day one because we felt that was important, especially with yeah. a touch-free in-bay automatic. And this is before blowers; people even thought about putting blowers on
2: yeah. in-bay automatics. So tell us, just give us a quick overview of Sobright what they offer, and then we'll kind of get into some details on reclaiming because I think I'd like our listeners to better understand reclaim technologies and and how it's evolved and why people are using it and things like that. So, but what 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 does Sobright offer? So bright,
0: We actually consider ourselves a water treatment company for the car wash industry. Um, so we do anything from freshwater sources, meaning your city water or well water, uh, water softening, and uh, from water softening to RO units for spot free rinsing, to um, water reclaim, odor control for if you have a you know situation where your you know your water stinks from. Other reclaim systems maybe or, you know, but we incorporate our odor control system in standard. It's not an option to purchase with, one with or without. So we believe that uh, that's the full package deal you want to offer, uh, offer the final customer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it's, it's good. So, we're, you know, basically water treatment. So as we started getting, getting into reclaim, so how long has reclaim been on the radar for car washes? When when did that start evolving And I guess it evolved in different parts of the country sooner or later than others, I would imagine.
0: Uh, I believe so. I think really one of the pioneers uh, that actually started the vision of Reclaim was probably Dan Hanna Sr., Um, you know, because he would put together. And as we start getting in the business in 94, people would say, well, I have got a Hanna Reclaim system or I have got a Hanna Reclaim tanks. Uh, I never heard any of anyone else's names as spoken as much as his. And okay. uh, he, just used, he just used sediment tanks. And so that's probably goes back to, I'm going to say probably the, you know, 70s, maybe early 60s, or late 60s, I'll say, um, when he was doing that. But people would just use a, a trash pump and suck the water out and throw the water basically on the entrance side of the car wash as a flutter arch to, in the wintertime, help melt the ice and snow that might be on the vehicle, and in the summertime to cool the car down because the paint surface and stuff would be so hot and they didn't want to have any chemical flash drying, you know, if you're putting your soap, pre-soaks or soaps on. Okay. you know, you'd cool it down so you didn't have a flash dry of the chemical on there.
2: So it, is that what drove the idea of reclaim versus I mean, back then I think water was essentially free and you know, our, our ideas of environmental stewardship was a lot different probably in the 50s and 60s and water was, was cheap and usable and so do you, you think that's what sort of drove this whole idea of reclaim? I think
0: so. And I, what I would call one, just your, what he was doing originally, I would have just called it like a recycle system because we're pulling it out, doing nothing to it and uh, putting the water back on the vehicle somehow. But I really think okay. they use it more as a way to, in, again, in the wintertime, melt some of the ice off the cars uh, and the wheel wells and stuff of that nature and undercarriage spraying as well. Um, just so they could actually clean the car and get rid of that snow or ice. Cause a lot of times, and we probably still see it today, people come in with snow all over their car, expecting you to clean it. Yeah. And we just look and go, really? Let's first, <laughs> we're not here to watch the snow. We
2: need, we need yeah. to get to the
0: painted surface. So, uh, yeah. you know, there's our, there are applications and people that still use that flutter arch in the front of their tunnels
2: yeah, I get people frustrated when we don't can't take the ice out of the wheel wells, you know, and I go, well, this you know that's not what the car wash is designed to do, but I guess if you had some real high pressure high you know rinsing capabilities with essentially free water, which is reclaimed water, you might be able to knock some of that out. yes, exactly, exactly. so what 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 are you seeing some of the driving forces for reclaim nowadays? what, what are some of the mega trends that are forcing? car wash operators to want to, you know, really incorporate reclaim into their systems?
0: Well, when we first started getting involved with it in 94, we uh, actually were seeing people doing it because they, uh, not that they wanted to, it was being more mandated by uh, municipalities. And not people that had, people that actually had sanitary sewer, not septic systems. That's a whole nother conversation we'll probably get into. But where the municipality said, we don't know what to do with all this water. So we're going to make you guys start reclaiming it because we'd rather see the volume of water you bring us in the, from your car washing, we'd rather see houses bring that amount of water in. So they were trying to de- deter a little bit so they would start doing these impact fees is what we first started noticing. Um, water really wasn't that expensive. Water, have, let's clarify, water and sewer when I say water because... I got in one discussion one time with a city guy, and he said, well, the water's cheap in this town. I go, well, my my water bill is expensive. Well, that's a sewer. That's two and a half times your water bill. Right. Oh, so it depends on who you talk to as to what you have to say. So for this conversation, when I say water, I do mean water and sewer, if you are getting a sewer bill. So the cities were trying to uh, deter the car washing industry because they thought, well, taxable bodies, well, the car wash is going to do fine, but we can make more money if we have residential home units as opposed to just one car wash. So they were trying to slow that down. So they would start doing these high impact fees uh, for a a water tap fee, and then then they started doing a sewer tap fee as well. So that was, in my opinion, the reason why people really started looking at car washing or reclaiming first. Um, Then second down the road, now just recently now, because the water and sewer... Uh, is getting so high. It used to be like a dollar or two dollars for a thousand gallons of water and sewer, meaning in and out of your building. And now we're seeing, I mean, I've got places that are seeing over $25 oh, wow. per thousand gallons for water and sewer. And it's just, it's just a cost of doing business. So now, I mean, we've got people that say if they didn't have the reclaim system, they actually would be out of business. They would not own their car washers because the bottom line shows the water savings is the biggest thing.
2: So. Yeah. So there's cost savings and water savings. Um, So I have a philosophy here. I want to kind of run it by you real quick. I don't think, I don't see myself as a water user. I see myself as a water borrower. So I borrow the water to use in my car wash and I send it back to the city and they can retreat it. And then they use it as non-potable water or they send it down the stream as cleaned up water. Is that the right philosophy or am I, I'm crazy about that?
0: Well, <laughs> I never. I, I don't know. I wasn't ready for that one, Dave. Um, yeah. I. I mean, I understand what you're saying, and I guess everyone would say that. Uh, you know, you, we could all look at it that way. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how to answer that
2: right now. Um, okay, I'll let you think about that. Maybe we'll we'll talk yeah, about that later. Yeah, but I, I mean that that that's sort of my philosophy. I, you know, I just I think a lot of times we get accused of being a big water user, and I'm like, well, we use the water, but we give it back, you know, we we give it back through the sanitary system, you know, the city gets it back, they put it back down the streams, they've got uses for it in a non-potable method. You know, I I believe really our only consumption is what's carried off or evaporated. And so when you look at professional car washing, I get the feeling like we are extremely efficient with water as a resource. And, you know, I think we get unfairly accused of being a a big water consumer. And I, I, I just... For whatever reason, I don't believe that's that's correct.
0: No, I agree on that part. Um, you know, what the people are seeing though that we they're just reading the water meter and saying, okay, well, you are using water. Yeah. Um, now it's it's interesting that just talking about people that are heavy water users. If you actually start looking at restaurants, uh, you'll find that restaurants actually probably are a heavy water heavier water user than a car wash. Okay. Um, just because, especially of. A gentleman told me this one time when you start seeing a gas station's got fried chicken in there they use water like crazy to help deal with uh, when they're trying to keep everything clean and stuff and I didn't realize that but he said that the statistics showed that the 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 rest the gas stations that have the fryers and it's like the convenience stores and stuff um, they are actually using more water than an actual car wash will And that was very interesting. Now, that was about 10 years ago somebody told me that. Now, I know that, you know, the car washing industry, people are washing more cars today, so that might not be quite true anymore. But definitely would be something if a customer or a person was doing their research about adding a car wash and they were getting some pushback, Start doing some research about your neighbors and just, you know, not want to be a good neighbor, but still – Find out yeah. what their water bills are, so you can say, "Well, listen, this is what they're doing. I'm going to use this much less because I'm going to be, you know, putting in a uh, reclamation system." Yeah, so yeah that's I interesting see. there, but, um, but I, yeah, I still, I'm not sure about. I, I I'm still lost on the philosophy part of there that, that you're saying. I
2: okay, well, that's I, fine. Uh, I just
0: it's because I it's, mean, everyone would say that, and I, I'd be afraid of that because, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure I could. I'm not. I. I I'd have to think about that quite a bit more on that. All right. To comment
2: no, on, I have it. You know, back on the podcast, I'll ask you what you think. Think okay. about that, but I, I, I just think we're we're super efficient in our industry. We're very conscious about water. Maybe other industries are not. Um, I think because we we do get a kind of a, a bad rap a lot of times of, you know, that we're 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 big water consumers. And I just I don't you know I, I think we I think we do a good job. I think generally we do a good job of that in in the industry.
1: This is Henry Lopez, co-host of the How of Car Washing podcast with an exciting announcement. My co-host David Begin and I have designed a task management system for our car wash business. It helps us manage all of the operational tasks at our wash locations, like repair work orders, scheduled maintenance, and all of the checklists that we use to keep the wash running smoothly. We call it the Car Wash Operating System and it helps us manage our operations so that we can drive maximum performance in our business. We are now offering the car wash operating system to other wash owners. If you're looking for ways to improve your operations by reducing downtime and reducing maintenance costs, then we invite you to learn more about our affordable solution at carwashos.com. The Car Wash Operating System is a task management software solution designed to help you manage your operational tasks so that you can drive maximum performance at your wash business. Again, to find out more about the Car Wash Operating System, please visit
2: CarWashOS.com. So what are some different methods that you know of when it comes to reclaim? So if I'm going to reclaim my water, what, what are my choices um, out there in the world. Now I'll tell you what we did. So when we built our car washes over 10 years ago, we just had sedimentation tanks. So what they're called API tanks, I think is what their name is, where it's an uh, association of petroleum institute. So it it's a simple, you know, oil sand separator with sedimentation tanks. And then you just draw the, the water out and reuse it. And so that's what we did for years. And then we went to a cyclonic filter which basically was a spinning unit to kind of spin some of the dirt out to clean it up. And now we've moved to, you know, more formal reclaim systems to improve the water quality. So what, what are the different options that are out there?
0: Well, like what I was saying earlier, and it sounds like what you were first starting 10 years ago is you were just using a trash pump and, and pulling the water back up, you know, somewhere in the middle of the tank. So you're using natural sediment and saying, okay, all these hydrocarbons will float to the bottom. Sediment's going to fall to the bottom of the tank, and we'll pull it out of the, the water out of the middle and reuse that water. And your sediment tanks, you probably had several thousand gallons of storage. So, as the water passed through, it had a chance to naturally go up or down the contaminants. Um, so that I still I call that a recycle system. Then there are basically I look at it like three different ways of uh, three different, and I don't want to call it. This is the world of bryant Reuter, but I see it as three different types of reclaimed systems out there. You would have a cyclonic separation where you're actually using the force of the pumping water to go through like a hydrocyclone to clean the water and take out the the larger chunks of water or impurities in the water. Then you would also have, there are uh, wire mesh filters that are backwashing type filters that have a port between each mesh piece of wire mesh of 25 microns, so that would be like a a mechanical filter is how I would look at that, and then you would have like a media filtration, and, uh, you know, of, of all three, the, the theory would be the media filtration, because it'd be a finer filtering, would be the probably the best, and then the second one would probably be, it'd float between the hydrocyclone and the uh, mechanical filtration as to which one would be actually better. It depends on who you, the manufacturer specs you talk to, because... A lot of the hydrocyclones manufacturers say that they can get the water down to 10 microns or less where mm-hmm. the um, mechanical filtration of that wire mesh stuff is rated at 25 microns. So in theory, the the screen filter is what I'm going to call it just for a visual for people to see it would be a uh, uh, 25 micron and then the cyclones can be 10 micron and then the media filtration can go down less than 10 microns is the best way I would word it.
2: Okay. Okay. And when you talk about microns, what what are you measuring, and what are you looking for? You're looking for junk in the water. Well, yeah.
0: And micron is a it's a term that everyone uses now, but it's really hard to define, in my opinion, because you can't see the micron particles um, typically with the. If if uh, I've lost quite a bit of hair in my time here from being in the industry, <laughs> but if you and I don't do this anymore, but if you pull a hair piece of your hair out. And the look at the thickness net that's 70 microns the thickness of a standard Ameri- you know uh, human hair is what they say um, but anything at uh, like 50 microns and stuff it gets to the point where you can't see anything with your eyes your you know the naked eye doesn't see it so what you so people say that well I need to have something at 10 microns or less and I just that that's something the pump manufacturer wants. Which, interesting enough, some city water supplies don't pass that category. It's it's, right. it's really interesting as we look into this. So, uh, the micron level is just like a number that people want to look at, but they I don't think they really know what that definition is. There's actually I would encourage people to I don't have the website in front of me right now, but look up their scales that tell you what the micron sizes are, so you you'd have a visual to know what uh, what we're talking about, but. Um, everyone wants the lowest micron possible, but unfortunately most people don't want they think they want zero microns, which is almost impossible to have, but uh but they want, you know, just a good clean reuse water. And yeah. that's what that's what we push for and stuff. But it's taking the sand and grid out, all three of these systems I was just talking about uh do that extremely well.
2: So what's what's in reclaim water? So if I had to, you know, get a jar of it and look at it, what's 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 gonna be in it from a car wash?
0: Well the most of it's going to be the chemistry, uh, you know, that you're using to wash and, uh, you know, the drying agents and stuff. So the wash and waxes chemistries you'll see in there. Uh, so you have a residual of that that normally would go flush to sewer if you're, you know, re- going to start reclaiming the water. The other part that, you know, we always talk about, or we know we're doing it, but we really don't talk about it, is the road film that comes in on that vehicle. And that road film typically, in my opinion, is a hydrocarbon. And it's the hydrocarbon that's coming off from the asphalt, the road, or the tires that are rolling on the road, you know, whether it's concrete or asphalt. So that hydrocarbon is what the bulk of the stuff that I see uh, coming off the vehicles that's in the car wash water. So when you start reclaiming the water, you got to start looking at how do I address to remove some of the hydrocarbons? And hydrocarbon is a nicer way of saying it's uh, oil. I mean, that's what we see. So if you Take some of the water, your reclaimed water, and store it. Just put it in a cup. And I like always using like a uh, Dazani or a uh, uh, Aquafino jar, you know, just the 16 or 12-ounce mm-hmm. bottles. Because it gives you the same visual all the time that you can see through it, uh, the clarity and stuff. You know, the density isn't as deep. if like if you were to get like a two-liter container. But I like to say, you know, just pull that water sample out and let it set. And you'll see some sediment, of course— but then you're going to see an oil sheen on the float to the top of the tank. And that oil sheen is really the problem that I see that gets on the car's surface that doesn't let you, even though you just cleaned it, if your reclaim system is not, if you're doing a recycle system, you're going to use more fresh water to displace that oil sheen that you just put all over your vehicle. So that's why I like seeing a, a reclaim system that's actually going to do some uh, hydrocarbon removal so you can use less fresh water at the exit end of that tunnel then.
2: Okay. So what when when you build a tunnel you you're, you're going to incorporate reclaim into your strategy. What percentage of water do you think you can use as cleaned up reclaim and what percentage and where where in the application do you feel like you need to use fresh water?
0: Well, what what I like to say and this is again now this is my version of it and and I probably have, you know, thousands of people out there would say, "Well, that's the wrong way to do it." So, we, you know, we all have our opinion on it, but What we promote is use reclaimed water everywhere you can. You still will need to use a freshwater source for your detergent and your foamers, uh, you know, that you put on the car for lubricity. So, you know, your cloth and material and stuff doesn't stick to the car. So you still need to use a freshwater source for that to get a good reaction and, and use very little chemistry as possible then. So if you use a freshwater, softwater source, it'd even be better on those levels. That's good. But then definitely you want to use reclaimed water on all your high-pressure undercarriage. Some people can use it on the entrance cloth material, and then they start migrating the cloth material to fresh water as they get midway and two-thirds of the way down that tunnel. But then you you definitely need to be using a fresh water source. And I have to be careful how I say this because— we're going to talk about closed loop systems here. So that's a different animal all the way around, but a typical standard car wash, you would start using the fresh water then after the last mitter And then you, where you put your a clean water rinse and then start putting your drying agent or pay waxes on uh, or clear coats, yeah. if, if you don't want to use the word wax. And then your yeah. final rinse would be, uh, in my opinion should always be like a spot free rinse. Yeah. So let's uh, then, talk
2: about closed loop systems real quick. So explain what it is and let me know if you, if you think it's, achievable or if it's practical or it's a, it's a very nice idea, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't it's, know if it works.
0: Right. It, I mean, we have closed loop zero discharge systems operating with our equipment today. So it is it does work. If you're a car wash operator that today uses, has a sewer discharge, you will not like the idea of going to closed loop zero discharge because it's going to require more equipment and you're, it's going to require you to know what's going on more. But the big thing on a closed-loop zero-discharge system is you're only going to get to use four to six gallons of fresh water per car. I'm sorry, five to seven gallons of fresh water per car is what we design and lay our system out. And that equates to the evaporation factor uh, from the wash in one car. Then, and like a standard car wash is going to use somewhere between 60 to 80 gallons total water. So people could say, okay, it's somewhere around 10% of the evaporation factors, what we're dealing with. And that's that's how we size everything when we're putting a closed-loop system. So that closed-loop system cannot use uh, fresh water for as foamers. So it's, that show now is not going to be as shaving cream foam, so to speak. Is that a good word for me to use? Yeah,
2: no, it's okay. perfect, yeah.
0: So instead it's going to be at the bottom of the shaving cream can when you get that last burst out. It's not fluffy and foamy. It's just kind of a liquid white stuff that comes out. And that's what your your show, the the cosmetic show that we do for the customer, too, is going to start looking like. So it's going to be kind of a droopy uh, foam coming out of all your uh, applicators and stuff. You might be able to increase – and that's because you're going to be using reclaimed water for all these applications now. Because the only fresh water you can use in a closed-loop true zero-discharge system is that last arch. And that's the yeah, only that's the only place you can put fresh water in.
2: I want to make sure our listeners understand. When we talk about closed-loop systems, we're saying there's no connection to a sanitary wastewater or sewer.
0: No. Yeah. There is no discharge. The only way the water can leave your car wash property is by having it hauled off through a truck.
2: And being it pumped out. So, okay.
0: And then that would be a debate. I get, I've get, i got one gentleman that always says, well, then it's not closed-loop because you're taking water off. Well, you're going to eventually, you know, if you're washing a lot of cars, you know, you have 5,000 car days in a row, you're going to gain excess water. So you're going to have to deal with that excess water. You know, when you have peak days and then slower days, you know, the evaporation factor starts, you know, it works back in our favor again. But if you have, uh, I'll always pick on that nice day in February when we all have, are loving it and just scared because our car wash equipment's running seven days solid washing these big number cars. um You know, those days there, you're going to get an excess of water because we're not getting that lag time that we can still evaporate water. We're going to constantly be adding that five to seven gallons per car.
2: Okay. That's something I hadn't thought about is you have to manage your wastewater storage because the more cars you wash, the less water disappears. So that's that's exactly.
0: So it works against you. So what we do is on a closed-loop zero-discharge system, um, we put in a fifth uh, reclaim tank. Okay. And this fifth reclaim tank acts as your overflow protection tank. So when the tanks are full, you 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 know, you're not gonna get that guy to come in and suck your tanks out, you know, when you need him. So you have to have an insurance policy. So this fifth tank can be anywhere from two thousand to five thousand gallons of storage. The water's gonna seep into that. And it's gonna hold that that overflow that you're gonna be getting because you have no place for it to go. So it's a controlled yeah. overflow. But then, as you the business slows down and the reclaim the evaporation starts occurring again and catching up, what we do is we put a pump in that overflow tank and we'll bring that water back into the system because there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's been offline; it's going to be stagnant. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it comes back into the system, it'll be you know treated with ozone or what have you to uh, get rid of the bugs and bacteria that's growing in that water, and you can reuse it again. So it works out good, but it is a balance. So um, the people that are building locations or have locations that have no sanitary sewer, they understand what I'm saying because they say, well, this is the best I can do from the show that I want to give because I can't add 10 gallons a car. I can only right. do five to seven. And we've proven that over and over um, that that five to seven gallons is the right number to use. Uh makes a big difference.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I sort of use as my, my net usage of water. You know, when I talk to people, I think we, we actually consume 5 to 10 gallons of water through carryoff or evaporation mm-hmm. um, from the car wash. So I, I think of my system as a closed-loop system. It's just a bigger loop. It just, you know, I got the city of Colorado Springs as part of that loop. So <laughs> um, that's kind of what I think about. That goes so, back to your
0: philosophy again, right? That's
2: right. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sell this philosophy. I don't know how successful I'm being, but— but that's where I'm at right now. But do uh, you want to tell me what a reclaim system does? So if I'm, I'm taking my water back in, you know, mechanically, what, what does your reclaim system do?
0: Well, what we would do is we start with—and I always start with the conveyor trench um, because, you know, we have to find a starting point. So we want to bring all the water that goes—falls into the conveyor trench, bring it back to the reclaim system. Okay, so we want that wash and wax water, uh, which— you know old school said you had to separate those streams cuz you didn't want the wax water to get in with the soap because they'll congeal and make a gooey mess well if you really want to save as much water as possible and reuse as much you want to get that congeal happening in our opinion so the dirt the the dirts and stuff can actually start sticking to that congealed of the soap and wax you know so you got your ions fighting with each other and sticking together the dirt particles and the hydrocarbons also will stick to that. So that gives you a larger particle to start filtering out. Uh, That's kind of what our part of our uh, design and layout that we look at. So we want to remove that dam and bring all that water back to us. So we first bring it into what we call a primary sediment tank. The primary sediment tank is just that, to let the solids and the sand um, settle out in that tank. And then we let it baffle over to a secondary sediment tank And it's actually one, uh, the first one would be like a 2,000-gallon tank. So it's a two-compartment tank. So we're going to get sediment. If we design this right, that tank, the first tank, it will be completely full of sand or sediment. And then the water will start overflowing. But we'll hold most of the solids in that first tank only instead of uh, going throughout all the reclaimed tanks. It's interesting. I'm going to do a little sidebar on her. When you're reclaiming the water, it's actually water reclaim tanks. Now it's not water sediment tanks or rec- you know reclaimed sediment tanks. We don't want the solids to build up in all the reclaim tanks because okay. that takes up the volume of what we're trying to do. We're trying to treat the water. We know we have to get let nature do its best job first to pull the solids out. So. If we can get the solids to settle out in the first tank as best we can, the rest of it are going to be moving fast enough that we're going to be able to—they're not really going to settle out anymore. They're going to go into our equipment, and we're going to capture them there. So we really don't—we like saying they're water reclaim tanks. When you, we get a customer that says, well, I only clean my tanks every two years, that's that's not a good reclaim system right there because right. he's a good. he's got a good sediment system our settlement system, but it's not really a water reclaim system there because he's going to have mud and sludge in all his tanks, and that means we don't have enough water to process. So the clarity of that water is going to start deteriorating also that we're reusing on the vehicles. Yeah, that's a great
2: point. I hadn't hadn't thought about that. I mean, so we've got five tanks. We pull out of tank number four, that's where we draw from. Then it goes through, you know, reclaim system. And then it gets put out to the car wash. So, but if I'm doing it properly, I'm trying to get as much of that out as possible in the first tank, so that my tank two, three, and four have cleaner water than they would if it was just a sedimentation process. Is that right?
0: Exactly. What okay. What I what I look for is you know basically and and tank five because you said you had five tanks. Tank five is basically your oil water separator tank before it goes to sewer. Is that correct?
2: Yes, that's that's the one that goes to the sewer. So tank five is goes, goes to the sewer. So I, I think our oil separators in tank one, I thought.
0: Well, you for the reclaim we, we would consider that an oil uh, oil separator, but the cities okay. typically mandate another before the car wash water can go into the sanitary sewer. They typically dictate another sand oil separator. so um, so in your five version, I would actually consider you to have four tanks in the ground. And that fifth okay. one, we don't because you don't have a suction line there. You don't do anything with that fifth tank. It no. Just, it's the overflow that goes to sanitary sewer. That's correct.
2: It's okay. It's a philosophy
0: okay. tank. That's where you're storing extra water.
2: That's right. That's my philosophy. <laughs> That's where my philosophy comes into play. So um,
0: so what we do then is if we get the sediment in the first tank, then the we still want the other tanks because there's still going to be some hydrocarbons and they're going to be emulsified in the water. So we want to just let those hydrocarbons t- still try and float up to the top of each one of these tanks as we run the process the water through, because that hydrocarbon is your animal. That's a, that's the one we want to get rid of as best we can, because he's going to affect your cleaning ability uh, and how much fresh water you're going to have to bring back in to rinse that car off. So, quote. Well, so we call it a sediment tank, and then we call it a process tank. So um, all our systems like generate or have ozone system with them. So. We want to see that ozone start working with the water basically from the center trench, primary sediment, and then in this process tank where we're going to let the water start dealing with those hydrocarbons and the consumed uh, soaps and waxes that are in that water. So they can start oxidizing all these items together to get them to a filterable size. So then the uh, reclaim system then, whether whichever of the three types you have, can start filtering those, uh, the impurities out of that water. Okay. And uh, then use it back on the car. And it just keeps going in that circle then.
2: Great. Okay. If people want to find out more information about Sobrite Technologies, where would you send them to?
0: You could go to uh, our website of Sobright S-O-B-R-I-T-E dot com. Or you could reach out to me in, via email at b R-U-D-E-R at Sobrite dot um, Or you can call our 800 number of 800 762 Seven four eight three, and I'm at extension two one one or just hit zero because uh, the the computer answers the phone, okay,
2: okay, perfect, perfect, that's great, great. Thank you so much for that. I look we we'll look forward to doing part two of this. You're gonna give me a an answer on my philosophical discussion if using the wastewater system and utilities is considered closed loop or not, so that'll be an exciting preview for the next part, but we got a lot more to talk about with Reclaim systems as far as, um, you know, what are some of the future technologies? How do you incorporate reverse osmosis water? What are the uses of reject water? What do you do with smell with Reclaim? There's always that issue of, you know, water, stagnant water, what it does and how you can address that, and then maybe what are some of the future technologies. So we'll be excited to talk about that. Brian, appreciate your time today, and we'll look forward to continuing our discussions.
0: Okay, David. Thank you very much for inviting me.